so I thought it would be interesting to look at some music that wasn't hymn-based. Um, and I was going through my own collection of pieces, and I have old, old there are one or two hymn pieces, but uh, I was going through my collection and, and finding things which, which I might recommend you looked at. And then I thought, well, it would make sense, more sense for me to go to the uh, music store which is here when music was, that's available, and, and to, to quickly see what's here. So they gave me permission to, to go in and shoplift. Um, and I am taking this back. But I, I dug out three or four things here. And, and if you don't know them, I, I will play them to you uh, and just let you hear what there is there. I'd be very interested to hear what repertoire you do play, how you choose your repertoire, um, if there is anything you recommend to, to anyone else. My knowledge of American repertoire is fairly, fairly short and fairly shallow because I've only, I haven't lived here all of my life, so it's the repertoire I'm, I'm learning, particularly the choral repertoire, actually. Um, so I'd be, I'd be very interested to hear what the composers that you, you look out for what you look out for in your in your in your choice of repertoire. Anyone care to share? Hmm. Um, I play in a Presbyterian church. Very short playing time, so I look for something really short. Right. And I play a lot of Charles Callahan mm -hmm. because you can pick it up and play it yes. and not have to um, work on it for a um, Most of what I do is dealt with four boys' choirs. I mean, he was actually directing music, I think, four. Well, he had four churches, four choirs at the top. And there was the A choir, and then there was the, the D choir. And I think, you know, the music that he wrote for the A choir is, is considerably more difficult. And so he was an extremely practical, down-to-earth, down-to-earth musician. We sometimes put composers on little pedestals, and we forget that they were, they were extremely practical works in, worked in real life situations. So that's, that's, that's really, really, really interesting. I have to do a 10-minute break. Well, 
I don't have to. I normally play a 10 minute prelude. Um, yeah, for big services, uh, I have been in situations where I've had to play half hour preludes, 45 minute preludes, and you're, you're almost writing an organ recital um, program for, for those. Um, at, the, um, at the church I'm at, they, the request came that I note the prelude on the bulletin. I find that very good because it gives me the discipline to actually commit to a piece um, on the Tuesday normally in our situation and makes me practice it. Uh, and if I'm really crazy, I'll put a piece I don't know and learn it in the two or three days if I have the time to do it. Um, well, Charles Callahan, that, that leads as collection. I don't know if you know this collection or not. It's a collection of postludes. And as you say, it's very approachable music. It's very, um, very straight, straightforward in many ways. There are a couple of pieces in here which are transcriptions, and there are a couple of original, original pieces. I was watching his presentations at this conference from a couple of years ago, um, and so I, I was seeing what what he did when I was preparing for my week. And uh, so let me play you a couple of these. This is, a, say, this is available at the store in the foyer. Um, I can't see what the price is, um, but uh, I'm sure they will, they will let you know. This is a piece called Aeolian Fanfare.
there. Um, and the pedal, the pedal sections are by themselves. If you don't have the pedal uh, available, then they're, they're transferable down onto the manual. Um, there's, there are a couple of places where the right hand chords are doubling, doubling in the left, and so that gives you one hand free. Um, you can be, you can be clever. Um, and, uh, What's the name of it? The collection is called Alleluia. How appropriate, yeah. Um, the poster collection, published by Morningstar. You know, I think publish most of it, most of it Publisher I know well. Thanks to Morningstar, I'm here. Because the director of Morningstar is Mark Lawson. And uh, Mark is a, a good, good friend of mine. And I think he's, he's on the... Uh, I didn't see those the first day. I just saw the music by the window. Right. And then the second day, I went, they do have some stuff. They do. And as I said, you know, on the on my very first session, there's there's always the those internet sites, which are incredibly useful. There is a transcription of the Rigadoon in here. I won't play the whole book, but. Did actually set this all up. Yes, 
I play offertories particularly in non-choir services um, and I will, again, that's a variable length. The problem with offertories is they're variable length. And, you know, I will talk a bit about that more tomorrow perhaps, but, uh, I know some of you aren't going to be here, but, um, you know, I will perhaps pay a piece and then, if I, if I need to, will improvise or a little bit in the style of, um, or else we'll try and locate lots of good cadence points. Um, and I, what I tend to do is I try to avoid, I try to avoid going into places that are going to take me into way into foreign keys. So if I've got a piece in like uh, let's think F major, and I end up in A major, I mean, there's a section say in A major which is way very extremely rare. But I would tend not to go there. I would keep myself to a fairly limited section of the piece so that I'm always in control of that final cadence. Now we have a closed circuit TV system which allows me to see what's going on because in my church I'm behind the screen. No one can see me. I can't see anything. Everything's going on behind me. We have, we have little cameras. We have set up some online wireless cameras to help me see what's going on. And, um, I don't get nods or anything like that. I'm just expected to know when everyone's ready. And the Episcopal Church, during the offertory, they're getting the communion altar ready and uh, getting all the, the bread and wine set up. So it's, it's quite a process. And my cue is to watch for the clergy washing their hands because they, they wash their hands ceremonially before, uh, before the Eucharist. And uh, that's always my cue. That's always the, I call it the washing up. That's the... Uh, So yes, I mean I I, I play for opera trees. Um, sometimes on Sunday morning I, I will improvise. Uh, I will. Isabel referred to it as doodling. Um, that's a nice term for it. You can uh, play. And the only thing about doodling to me is is to actually give some give some structure to that. And again, I'll talk about that tomorrow. But um, I play opera trees and I play posters and then I play during the communion, the, the administration. I sometimes will play a hymn for people to sing. But, uh, that's, yes, I mean, I, it, there's, a fair, there's a fair amount to play in the, in the morning. Uh, but I, as I said, I'm never scared of playing something loud as a, as a prelude. I think I wouldn't do it every week, but I think as a, as a change, it, it's really good. Uh, I have played for a big funeral on Monday, and I started with the bar, a big bar prelude for funeral. That was one of those half-hour prelates. They the big bar prelates a few just to open the proceedings, uh, and so that that gets people's attention. The uh, the person the person concerned was a particularly lively, vivacious lady, so it was music that was entirely fitting for, for her as well. Um, there's a this this collection has. Say it looks like two or three original pieces, and then uh, some some transcriptions, and and that that seems to be a very useful very useful collection. I would recommend recommend all of this. Um, staying with postludes at the moment, uh, there's a transcription in the store here, um, which is a lot of manual work and and some pedal work, but it's by Nigel Potts. It's the overture. Occasional oratorio, 
by Handel, and Handel is a wonderful resource for um, the Royal Fireworks Music, uh, the Water Music, have wealth, as you, I'm sure you know, have wealth of people. There's a great collection called Ceremonial Music for Organ, which is published by Oxford University Press. It's a red book with a, with a really nice picture on the front uh, of St. Paul's Cathedral. And, and that has some very, very good arrangements of the, of the, war, of the fireworks musical, La Réjouissance. Um, you know that piece? Um. Really, really useful for, for all sorts of things. Nigel is, I picked this out partly because I, I like to name John Cade. Nigel's a good friend of mine, and, and um, there he is. He's a wonderful, wonderful player based in New York. But uh, let me give you a taste of this. This, this requires a little bit of nimble finger work, um, but um, you'll recognize it as, as a And, and anything 
It's, it's all very approachable. It's not difficult. It looks difficult. There's the piece of the water piece, for example, looks harder than it is. The other pieces look a little hard, um, but they're actually not that bad because there's a lot of pattern in it and there's a lot of manual work. The, the pedaling is is fairly light in many of the pieces, and so you can pick and choose. Um, you can pick and choose these. I find this very useful at Pentecost. I find this very useful for particularly Trinity Sunday. Observe, observe those those Sundays, and uh, because the the themes are there and it, it's extremely useful. There is a real nice variety, really nice variety of um, choir and, and loud and strong. And uh, let me play you something that's let me play you a little bit from this collection um, because all I've played so far is, is loud music. Here is the piece entitled Sun. Um, so any, any feast or any Sunday where you, you're focusing on the sun, you know, the, the sun of God or uh, there's even in the run up to Christmas, I, I think this is very meditative. It's a manuals, it's a manuals only piece. Um, I always have something drawn on every man now, just in case. <laughs>
slightly more modern feel to that, but uh, I think that's, that's really quite effective music. There is, he has written a, a, an optional pedal part in that. I, I didn't play it with pedals because I wanted to see that everything was possible in manual. But that's a, that's a collection which I, I evangelize a little bit with that collection. So, anyway, let's get back to what I found in the, uh, in the store. There's a collection here by Robert Lau. And I have, a, I have a pupil in Little Rock who chooses her repertoire. Uh, she plays quite a lot by Robert Lau. Uh, and she chooses, she, she always makes me laugh. She chooses her repertoire if it says anything slower than Andante. <laughs> That's how she chooses what she plays. Um, anyway, but this is, this is very approachable music. Very approachable. Some of you may know this. These collections. This is a collection called Adoration, um, and again, there's a, there are, there's some hymn pieces in here, but there are also some some non-hymn pieces. This is a piece called Cantilena. I won't play it all, but I'll just give you a taste a taste of this style. It's very very approachable. That's in the store. Um, that's published by the rent. That's fifteen dollars. Is it music expensive? That yeah, scares me that it's so expensive. I've still got music that has pound shillings and pence on it from the, the, the pre-1971, which is when Britain changed its currency. I still have that. I don't have any music that has euros on it. When, when Britain goes into the Euro, that's when I should <laughs> stop buying these at all. But that's, that's that collection. It's called Adoration. And again, very, very practical and very immediately useful. So we have, I have three meditations for Alden, published by uh, Morning Star again, by Ryan Patton. Um, these, these are based on hymns. Uh, there's how firm a foundation, let all mortal flesh keep silence, and the God of Abraham prays. Let all mortal flesh keep silence is, is very, very popular with all this. Cause it's, uh, and there was an arrangement we sang last night, wasn't there, as well. Um, so, let me, let me um, play to you the God of Abraham prays, which is the, the version here. <laughs> 
Um, he was a great lover of 20th century music, or 21st century music now, I guess. But uh, he would have referred to wrong notes. <laughs> That's music with some nice wrong notes in it. Um, he was, uh, it's, it's just a phrase I've, I've come to use myself. It's, it's really quite nice. Those, those dissonances um, sometimes really, really, really work. So I think that's a, that's a nice collection. It's, again, it's not difficult. It's not, it's not, um, it's not fearsome by any means. And uh, it's just something a little bit different from the usual, uh, some of the usual hymn credits we see out there on the, on the market. Um, <coughs> there are a couple of collections which I, I'm aware of. Um, and you probably are aware of them too, the, the, the Easy Organ Library. This is volume 53, so you can have a really big organ library. Um, a lot of hymn pieces in this, and a lot of two stave writing. So instead of just putting in on three staves, there's a bit of two stave writing, which, which makes, I think, things easier to read. Um, it's, it's, a really, it's a really useful mixture of things. And again, particularly, I think if you're probably in the very last minute <coughs> frame of mind and needing something, I, there are some books in there called The Last Minute Organist, um, which I, have, I didn't get a chance to really look at, but the title just intrigues me, because I'm sure we've all been there. Uh, suddenly realised during the service you've forgotten to pick a piece. I mean, the great advantage of where I am is because I'm hidden. Get up and about and scurry and shout when, when no one sees me. Um, yeah. Here's a piece from this collection. It's called Reflection. I'm just looking through this. This I haven't. This I confess is, is new to me.
I've come across these, these before myself. Um, the best of it since the Cecilia series, Sunday morning authors, as you know them, that looks as though there's some uh, slightly more complex music in there, but not, not greatly. Um, <clears throat> E-Power Bigs arrangements, which, which are nice. My daughter is called Cecilia, so anything that has Saint Cecilia mm -hmm. on it, I, I don't call it. She's not the saint yet. She's just the Cecilia. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, again, that, that clearly is a, use, a useful collection that's in there. Let me see if there's a piece in here. Here's a festival piece on Nicaea by Jerry Westenkoop. John B. Dykes arranged by uh, Jerry Westenkoop. Services, particularly 
and don't you find Holy Week is a big, a big strain on your repertoire? It's, it's unlike Christmas. I find that Christmas you can repeat. Um, that Christmas is way easier as a church musician than Easter because everyone thinks it's, it's a really hard time. Uh, Holy Week, I find that you have to have music. There's music you can do on Monday, Thursday, you can't do any other day of the year. Good Friday, you can't do any other day of the year. Palm Sunday, you can't do any other day of the year. And it all comes on top of one another. Um, and then Easter Day, you get there. Um, and you have to suddenly get all this other music out. In my experience, Easter Sunday is usually the most under-rehearsed day of the year. Because the music, for, the music for Holy Week is so glorious. Because composers... Do you, know, do you notice the composers are very good at being miserable? They're extremely good at writing about sin and death and, and how horrible and miserable they are. Uh, just listen to Allegra's Miserere, or you know, that glorious piece that has those high seas somewhere. Boy. And they sing this music, they write, and the, even the madrigals, the madrigals that are talked about, the secular music from that period of the certainly the Tudor period that talks about losing their love. It's always very, they're very good at misery composers, and they're not so good at happiness. And I find that Easter music is sometimes a real disappointment. To find good Easter music to me is is very tough. But you know, choral repertoire particularly, and, and there is, there's plenty of good joyful organ music which isn't directly related to Easter. I normally play the Fiddle to Carter on Easter day because uh, there are people who love that. that Sunday when I play that. I don't know about you, I, 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 I worked in one church where the instruction was, this was in America, the instruction was on the second Sunday in November to, pay, to play on Christian soldiers. And there was, there was a sort of legacy to the church that was almost dependent on that. Uh, when I was in Chelmsford, on, instead of Memorial Day in Britain, we have a Sunday during November called Remembrance Sunday. There's always a big, a big ceremony associated with that, and the instruction was to play the, that piece by Elgar Nimrod. Do you know that? Yeah. That wonderful, that wonderful tune. With an eye to non-hymn repertoire, um, and I think I think there are some there's some really useful useful things in there. Um, and my 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 when I was going through my collection at home, I was looking through some sort of slightly more unusual some unusual repertoire that, that I enjoy playing. There's and then I was trying to find things that again weren't too weren't too crazy crazily difficult. There's a wonderful collection. If you like French music, a wonderful collection by Marcel Dupre. It's called Le Tombeau de Titelus. Now, French music's very expensive. That's the only problem with buying any music that's by French composers. But Dupre was a, 
a lot of Dupre is just impossible because he was such a virtuoso. But there, there is music he wrote that, that is very, really approachable. These, these pieces build up in difficulty as they go through the collection. I think there's, there's, um, there's 15 of them. And number 15 is, is a little more tricky. But the, the, early, the early pieces are, are really very, very approachable. The first two are manuals only pieces. They're based on plain song charts. And uh, I'm going to talk about plain song tomorrow when I'm talking about the liturgical year. Plain song is a wonderful resource that um, in the non-conformist tradition we're not nearly as aware of as we probably should be. Um, but um, just listen to this. This is a Christmas plain song chart that he just, just wrote this. Um, and he also writes all of his fingering in. So if, you, if you're learning this, you can, he writes fingering in for him. I think he wrote this for his pupil. So, uh, but I think this is really beautiful. Thank you. 
cathedral before the close of death. Uh, just a couple of other things, because our time, is, our time is gone. Edwin Lemaire, I mentioned the other day, there are some, some books of his original pieces, which are very approachable. He also wrote some really quite fine transcriptions of, of, of songs. There are secular songs in here as well as some more, some more religious-minded songs. Um, the, the London Derriere, there's a wonderful arrangement of that in here. Um, is he American? He was British. He was a very, very famous recitalist, uh, one of the great virtuosos of his day, and he wrote many transcriptions. And Wayne Leopold, a few years ago, got the copyright to them all and, and republished them all. And uh, extremely, extremely useful collection. There's about um, there's eight volumes of transcriptions by itself, and then there's original pieces. Um, there's at least seven volumes of his original work. So very prolific. Um, if you want chorale credits that are a bit different, then fairly standard repertoire for Brahms is always that crisp, that wonderful Christmas piece, Essie Steinroll, uh, which is really, really beautiful. It's, it's wonderful.